This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, what's going on, people? Now listen to another episode of the Disney podcast. I'm joined by two of my two of my mates. I'm joined by Greg and Shaq. What's good, people? Hey, man, how you doing? You're so great. This is your second same, time. Good. And then Shaq, this is the first time you've been on my pod, isn't it? Yeah, first time, first time. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time coming still. So, um, both Greg and Shaq, uh, we've been cool for quite some time. We're in a one big group chat where we talk about nonsense, but some of the things that we talk about is trainers, sneakers, whatever you want to call it, bugs, kicks, whatever, whatever. And recently we've seen such a massive interest in trainers. It's become very indicative of pop culture. I feel like more and more people care about trainers. I've never seen um, women in my community anyway, wear as much trainers and spend as much money on trainers as ever before. That is just crazy to me. Like, have you guys noticed a shift in trainers and with it with regards to the general public? Not sneakerheads, because we've always had sneakerheads, you get? So exclusive yeah. sneakerheads, have you noticed a change in the average person's attitude towards trainers? I'll start with Greg. Um, definitely, definitely. I think, you know, trainers become one of those things where it's, uh, it's an avenue for people to make money now through reselling. So whereas before kind of, you know, you, you had to follow basketball or know something about Jordan to really be seen wearing Jordans. And mm. if, if you were wearing Jordans back in the day, it was like, oh, that guy is a basketball head kind of thing. Now it's just like any and everybody will, will go and try and cop a pair of Jordans because they know the monetary value that it holds. So definitely sneakers is one of those things that's been expanded beyond, you know, the typical, um, you know, family of people that, that usually buy it. What about you? What about you, Shaq? What have you seen? For those who don't know Shaq here, Shaq um, has the funniest rants on Instagram about trainers. The funniest, and I need to get some of that. I need to, I need to profit off some of the rants today in this pod fam. Just get it. The rants might return soon, but um, everything that Greg said is true. But also you see some, the common of a thing of like people's culture and style is identified more by your sneakers than anything else nowadays. Like more time people will wear the same clothes but you're in your outfit your sneakers are more or less your hero piece to what you're wearing and it was never like that before so it's like people will wear sneakers anywhere and everywhere whereas beforehand it was oh you have to wear fancy this or heel mm. and shoe for this but now people have made it where sneakers are acceptable in majority of places so it's a big shift it's a very big shift yeah I remember back in the days to go into an Uptown West Club you had to have shoes now I'm seeing people do Christian Dior Dior every every day <laughs> on Snap. Like it's proper proper change. So um, both of you have worked um, within um, re- within. I don't even know. I can't even say the sneaker world. Is that sounds bare corny, bro? Yeah, the, 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 the sports industry. Yeah, the sports industry, sports apparel industry. Yeah, sports apparel industry. 
Um, so I'll start with you, Shaq. When did you realize that you were a sneakerhead, and how did you start off? How did I start off? Yeah. Um, so my auntie up in Manchester, big big sneakerhead, and she more or less got me into sneakers more than anything else. And it was more or less, I think, year four is where sneakers were a big thing for me. So from year four, five, I remember I had a, a pair of G units. Greg, you know the ones. I had a pair of white and navy blue G units. Yeah, but I was the only kid in school with them. And then year six, I was wearing mellows um, because he was paying for them and nuggets at the time as well. Mm. I was wearing like white and um, baby blue and like a yellow streak on a pair of mellow sixes, I think it was. Um, like, yeah, I was just, I was from then, I, I always tried to be cool with sneakers. And at the time, it was like new era hats and whatnot. And once I was old enough to make my, make my own money, buy my own shoes, it was just about collecting from then. So, yeah, I've been a sneakerhead from primary school, secondary school times. So, yeah. Okay, so I've got me. two questions for you, Shaq. One, what was the last pair of trainers you bought? And two, roughly how many pairs of trainers do you own? Um, own now. Uh, okay, last pair of shoes that I bought, would have been the Red Thunder Jordan Falls actually. I just yeah. bought them. Um, I think in terms of number, in about the 80, 90? Yeah, you got a I lot think. of crepes. A lot of crepes. Yeah. Well, That's what? after a major loss. So, yeah. Oh, you, you got rid of quite a few, innit? Yeah. Okay, cool. Greg. <laughs> but it's fun. Greg. How about you? How did you get into same question? How did you get into um, to trainers? You know, for for me, I wouldn't even classify myself as a sneakerhead. I would just say I have interest in in sports wearing, and, and mm. that with that comes with like obviously like athletic shoes and whatnot. Um, but for me, obviously, it started with with Jordan, like Michael Jordan. Growing up watching basketball, uh, and obviously back then basketball wasn't big in the UK, so I was kind of you know one of ten people <laughs> in the country <laughs> that, that followed that followed the sport or whatever. Um, but obviously with Jordan comes Air Jordans and, you know, the whole like Mike, you know, thing, uh, what shoes he's wearing. And it really just stemmed from there, really. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't even classify myself as a, as a sneakerhead. Uh, and how many sh- how many pairs of shoes do I have? Probably around uh, about 30 right now. I, I, I tend to give a lot, of, a lot of my shoes away that I don't wear. So if I don't wear a pair of shoes for like a year or two years or something, then I'll, I'll try to give them away. But um, <clears throat> yeah, if I never gave any away from like the past four or five years, probably close to 100 I would have so you actually have because 30 mm. is a lot of trainers for the average person the average person probably earns like in between 3 less than 10 100% average person earns less than 10 what? 100% average person earns less than 10 trainers 100% Interesting. 100% mm. it, de- it depends it depends what you define the average person as if I was to pick one mm. person at random in Sainsbury's they're going to have more than 10 trainers bro alright yeah okay yeah yeah, if you start to go into different yeah, demographics, yeah. then yeah, maybe 16 to 24s these days, that might number might be a bit up. But even still, I reckon if I picked a random 16 24, they won't have more than 10 pairs of trainers. Mm. Fair. I, 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 know, I, I, I think otherwise, you know. Yeah. I think. Are you thinking of young black boys otherwise. in inner city London? What if I picked a boy from, I don't know, Stoke on Trent? What, do you think he's gonna have? You think he's gonna have Bear Jordans? Minimum seven. I no, mean, because, no, not even Jordans, but just see. Yeah, Dissy went straight trainers. to Jordans. You gotta think of trainers. <laughs> yeah, like, see. They're gonna have five pairs. Two seventies. Bro, he's gonna have, have one pair of K Swisses and a dirt and a dirty Converse, my guy. <laughs> K 
Hey, do you not remember when K Swiss came into fashion? Amazing. I remember when it back got all that. Yeah. With the, with the when you stripes, could put different right? colours up. Yeah, yeah. I can't lie. I was not buying it, boy. I was like, I'm seeing hella stripes, man. I'm a zebra. I'm not buying it. I didn't buy one pair of them. <laughs> that... It was funny in them times. My, my sneaker was Fila. I was buying feelings at that time. Do you know what? Yeah, they yeah, were the thing them times, you know? They were actually the Deodora. thing. Uh, Deodora, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I had Deodora boots because of Roberta Baggio. I remember. I begged my dad for those. There's what does one shoe that I refuse when I was in like sixth form college times, yeah? Refuse to buy the hype. And I was proven right. Because they came and went Air Force Twos. Ah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They came and went. Yeah, they were, they were terrible. They, they were came terrible. and went. They came and went. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, I got, so Greg, I, I'm actually. What's the what's the last pair of trainers you bought? For me, the Air Jordan Eleven, cool grey. Okay, was, then, uh, nice. December, December time. Then, and I had to buy them on resale as well. Oh, <laughs> I, that, that was my next question. <laughs> that was my next question. So, when what when was your when was the first time you bought? a pair of trainers resell and then there's different types of resell there's like oh, sh- oh one of the man names like yo I got these books I don't really want them I'll, I'll get rid of them for like 40 that's different that's more of like almost like a cop I'm talking about you wanted these trainers you couldn't get the drop so you had to go pay an extra on top to get them what was the first pairs that either of you bought um, that's a good question I, so I went I went through a phase right <laughs> Obviously, I, I'm a, I'm a big Kanye fan. Um, so around the 20, some will say a Kanye apologist. 15, Fifteen times. I'm also that as well. <laughs> I'll say my stand. So obviously, I read October's were a very big shoe. Yeah, but they were also very expensive. So my favorite, one of my favorite sneakers of all time is Jordan Fours, and there was a very close version of Jordan Fours to Red October's, which was Lab Fours. They're shiny and they're red. Don't ask questions. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, 2015, I bought them resale. First and on, first and only shoe I've ever bought resale. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, to be fair, I you're pretty plugged up, so your 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 thing is set different. Yeah. What about you, Greg? Yeah, I'm calm. Okay, yeah, them, actually. Yeah. Now that now that I think about it, this is I think I think this is the first shoe I bought on resale as well. The Air Jordan 11, cool, great. If I, no, no, I'm lying. Um, the Yeezy three is it 350 Boost, the, the black and red ones. Oh, okay, those yeah, that's a cod. The ones they they because they, they had a re-release the other day, so I bought those on resale. Okay, how much you pay for those on top? Would you say? I bought forty pound more. Okay, that's not terrible. Yeah, I think the first ever pair of trainers I bought resale was the Yeezy five hundreds blush. Um, I probably paid like about extra fifty sixty pound. And I was like, I don't want to make a habit of this because this is hot and nasty. Like, it is so <laughs> nasty. It is so nasty. So that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep entering the drawers. And I was just catching bare L's. And I was like, nah, I refuse. But I have bought probably maybe like eight. No, eight might be a bit of a stretch. I've bought how many Yeezys have I got on resale? I've got one, two... To, I think I've bought like three, five trainers. I've got, I bought five trainers on a resale. 
I've bought yeah, five. Sorry. No, that's a lie. I've bought that's six. I've bought six. But for me, I don't even cop niggas that often. So if I have to pay resale, it doesn't it doesn't burn as much. Mm. But and if you're buying, yeah, but if like, you're you buying trainers on a regular basis and every time you're yeah. copying resale, especially now the prices have gone up quite a bit, like. This is a probably a good time to say this is probably more your... I'm not sure if you care about Air Forces like that, Shaq, but I know Greg does. What on earth is happening to Air Forces? Why am I seeing mad prices for Air Forces? It's just... So, it's just you know, you know fine, sneakers, get a, sneakers get a, uh, a bad rep for this or, you know, Nike or Adidas get a bad rep for this, but it's just marketing 101. It, it comes down to supply and demand. And so to for anyone that studied marketing... Or um, yeah, or, or anyone that works in marketing, you know that about the product lifecycle. So you introduce a product, you know, you have a low number of units, you drive adoption of the product, you increase the units, but you can't just keep selling a product forever. You know, eventually your product is going to die out. Um, so you, when a product is reached its peak, you have a, like a number of options. Either you keep flooding the unit, flooding the market with units, and in that case, the product, you know, uh, it becomes saturated, like oversaturated. Everyone has a pair. And, you know, the hype behind it or the number of people wanting to buy that product declines or you can kind of bottleneck it yourself as the supplier or as the company. And that's pretty much what you see with not just Air Forces, but every shoe pretty much. It has its time. And then, you know, the company will kind of restrict units um, and then, you know, people crave it more because the, the, the supply is limited. And then, you know, they can re-release it and extend the life cycle of that product. So that's, that's what you see with, with shoes like the Air Forces. <laughs> That goes down to if the company's smart. So, like, I'll segue into what Greg said because it's perfect, right? But everything is based on hype more time when your company is smart enough to do that. So a, a great company is Nike, for example, what they do. Do you remember in 2017, everybody was wearing 270s, then it was Vapor Maxes. Mm-hmm. Then after that, there was no more Vapor Maxes. There was no more 270s. So we started making 97s to shoe. Then after 97s, it was 95s. And everyone wanted to pay TN. But then if you wanted a pair of TNs last year, you couldn't get them because it's only 95s. And even in 2009, remember when Blazers were the shoe? Everybody wanted a pair of Blazers. And then all of a sudden, you can't find no Blazers. I can't lie. That Blazer phase was a dark, dark, dark time. It was, it was very dark time. Dead shoe. Very dark time. Dead shoe. But at the same time, you got to remember, everybody saw only the Blazers. So, okay, cool. I'm just going to buy it and I'm going to run with it. Now, one thing that a lot of companies shouldn't do, so we take into consideration feeler, right? It was wearing last year, right? The chunky feelers, those became feelers market. So then they kept making more and more of the shoe, more and more colors, and they became depending on the shoe. And the second everyone has a pair and the trend dies out, we have this shoe everywhere in stores and no one's buying it, but we keep producing it, but no one's buying it. So we need to put it on sale, then we've lost money on making the shoe. Companies that are smart, like what Greg said, will get. Oh, you really like the shoes, so now you can't find it. Here's a new shoe for you to wear, though. And then in six months, you're not going to find that. And then you're going to find a new shoe that you like, and we're going to put one on the shelves. And it's all just old things. It's so yeah, interesting. When, before, but it's the only thing you have left. Remember when um, Kanye and Adidas first partnered, and he said he said something very iconic. He said, I promise that eventually everyone will be able to buy Yeezys. I want Yeezys. And I know Shaq, you probably remember that. And that's essentially what Indeed. you alluded into, in the sense that they have to deliberately make a low number of units to start with because they need to drive the hype. But eventually, you get to the stage now where pretty much Yeezys are quite common, right? Everyone, people wear Yeezys in the gym. <laughs> that's know, Yeezys, bad Yeezys to me, though. Man, man, like Kanye in the man. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
and there's 101 different styles. You got the the the, the OG, the boot style, the 350s. You got uh, slides now and everything else, Crocs now. So he he wasn't lying. He said that like what seven eight years ago, and he got to the stage now where pretty much everyone now can buy Yeezy. So they were very smart, Adidas and Kanye West, in terms of their marketing and and extending their product lifecycle. Yeah, hundred percent. And but the thing is, to, to look into that quickly, sorry, weren't smart with that with any other shoe because no one cares about shoes stars anymore no one cares about stan smiths and at the same time that yeezys came out came out the beta version of them which was nmds and not one person in this world cares about nmd anymore but beforehand there was like the chanel nmds that used to read yeah i was about to say the Pharrell, the Pharrell chanel ones yeah even Pharrell had a couple couple ones Pharrell had a couple ones that were cold the human race things yeah 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 yeah. but no one cares about them anymore but yeezys they took away him or took them away should i say and then they put them back out so that's how you're meant to do it. With everything else, companies don't listen to supply and demand. They just think, oh, we have something popping now, throw them everywhere, and then that's where you start failing. It's so interesting so, what um, yeah. you said, especially Shaq, where you went through the life cycle and all the different, I mean, the timeline of all different trainers, yeah? And I was even, even me, I was like on Nike and sneakers apps, I think it was yesterday, and I'm seeing like Air Max 97s, Air Max 98s, I'm seeing TNs on sneakers. I'm thinking, brother, when I was a teenager, <laughs> These were just in the shop. If I wanted them, okay, cool. If I want Air Max 90s, get my 90, 89, 99. Do you know what I mean? If I want Air Forces, get my 59, 99. If I wanted um, 95s, get my 110, because obviously I'm not sure if people know that they were also called 110s yeah, because of the price. To see TNs on sneakers is insane to me. Listen, like, listen to the prices that this is that this is rolling enough. <laughs> fam, uh, bro, big man, team. Bro, Harachis, Harachis, were forty five pounds, fam. Yeah. So many Harachis, so many Harachis. That's that's another example of a shoe that got over flooded because when the triple black uh Harachis came out oh my i think it was 20 it was about somewhere between 2012 and 2015 like no one could get their hands on them and then eventually they just kept making more units more units more units and then you could just roll into footlock on a tuesday and pick up a pair of triple black uh Harachis. so mm-hmm. this, this is another example okay. of just they have to deliberately bottleneck the supply because it's it's what drives you know customers going to buy the shoe and then from what you were saying, like you're seeing these, so I've, I've asked this question because I get really annoyed at certain things like infrared 95s, which are a common colorway or in, even the infrared, what they call them, the Air Max 3s, but Air Max 90s that went on sneakers up last year. It's like every other Air Max 90 went on Nike.com, but then the Air Max infrareds, which is the common colorway, went on sneakers up. But it's this supply and demand, because the second you know it's on sneakers up, you know you're not going to find it in the store. So let me just try and buy it. And then nothing lasts on sneakers for more than three days unless it's something really ugly like a Jordan 14. <laughs> so really and truly, they know what they're doing. Let's just put it on the app for the sake of it because it's going to sell out. And it's going to sell out. And that's exactly what happens. And if it don't, it's going to be... So what happens sometimes is a shoe will sell out straight away for them because people buy it just to see if they're going to like it. Then they can just return it in store or they'll send it back and return it. And then from there, what you're going to see is, oh my God, these TNs are selling out online on, on sneakers up now. For the next TN, if I do like it, I'm just going to have to wake up in the morning and try and get it on raffle. And that's what happens. You don't know if people actually kept the shoe, BWs, MX 90s and stuff. We don't know how many people actually have the shoe. But because it's sold out in a minute or two, you're, you're not going to say, I need to go for them. 
exactly an incredible psychological game. Well, I want to speak to you both, well, um, both of you, about, especially Shaq, because you are onto uh, you. You like um, Yeezys from early, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember? Mm. Like, let's talk about drop culture because we, we we've kind of touched on it with sneakers app. Obviously, Adidas got their one called Confirmed. Numbers you could pick up. You could pick up. Um, you can join certain shop places, certain online um, draws as well. Yeah, I'm not sure of our listeners. So, depending on the listeners, some of you might be too young, or some of you might not have been into trainers like that. People didn't know that. I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that. But back in the day, it was a queuing. People were queuing for days yeah. to get the new Yeezy or the new Jordans. Yeah, bro. Like, sometimes you gotta sit. You gotta bring a garden chair. You put your <laughs> you put your spot there. Bring a put. Bring two, three portable chargers. Even the EE ones. I remember the EE portable chargers. Oh, you the ones that they're giving out. Yeah, yeah. Outside the store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro. You got so like yeah. Pop culture beforehand was queuing up, and the, the perfect thing about it before is that we actually had respect. Whereas, oh, I know you was here. I'm gonna go get some food. I'm gonna go around the corner. It's calm, and more time than not, go there, queue up, take one, and leave. Now, man, are bringing six, seven friends because they want to try and get nine pairs. Like that's the difference, though. They, beforehand, it was in pop culture. It's all sneakerheads, and if you want the shoe, you're gonna wait three days for it. Mm. So you will we'll let you get the shoe. Now it's He's trying to make the most money. He's got the best pattern. Who, who, who was the first, What was the catalyst to changing, to moving away from people queuing in stores to online raffles? Who was the first to I, do know, it? I know what it was. On, it right? was the two, 2011 Air Jordan um, 11 release, the Cool Great. So I, I, I bought Indeed. those in 2021, but 10 years ago, before that, they were um, they were retroed or re-released. Um, and yeah, 2011 in America, people got shot over that shoot. So that Nike mm-hmm. kind of created, or yeah, Nike created the sneakers app um, in America and kind of pushed uh, the releases towards online for, for customer safety. Men are getting clapped over yeah. Jordans. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. But now, so, okay, cool. Now I'm going to talk about a lot of our experiences. Maybe not Shaq, because you're very annoying, you're very plugged, so you pretty much get whatever you want. For the rest of us peasants, yeah. For the rest of us peasants that are in the flipping mud, yeah. We're all in the mud, <laughs> trying to swim out, yeah. Now, a lot of the traders, you like, as you said, um, Shaka Greg, they've put like standard, cause obviously, like Air Max, the, the whole Air Max line was just standardly in your JD, your your night shop, your Foot Locker, and then you'll get certain colorways that were only in Foot Locker, or some that might be early in JD, or some might you have to go to Nighttown. And then remember when people will go abroad on holiday to America and come back with colorways that we've never seen? That was kind of yeah. the pattern before. Yeah. The only thing that was really like exclusive like that was the Jordans, and that's one we were like waiting for. Where now they've literally put every every fucking thing on the sneakers app, yeah. So now we are, we live in a world where we live in a not in a world because that's a bit dramatic. <laughs> now in a sneaker in a sneaker world, to actually get so, the majority of the trainers that are quite in demand, you have to enter a raffle for the chance to to buy something. When you reduce it to what it is, it's actually hilarious that people are celebrating the opportunity to spend their own money because that's what it is really and truly like you're entering the raffle yep. hoping that you could spend £200 or £250 or £180 or whatever like what are your thoughts on that and how has when, how has raffles changed over the years I'll start with you um, Shaq um, so for me raffles 
raffles weren't always a bad thing um but they started the opportunity of power and that's where the problem lies because once you have power of oh we are select stock the beautiful thing of backdoor happens and that's why you're saying like, oh, I'm plugged in. Like I, I have so many back. Well, I had so many backdoors. I don't backdoor stuff anymore because every shoe that drops is terrible. But it's like you can get so many backdoors just from offering money or just being nice to somebody. But raffles change that for the good and the for the better and the worse. Who knows? But online made it even worse because the second you go online and it's digital, you actually don't know what's happening, and then you're hoping for an algorithm. But then where it made it worse is that be- people will be people and they're going to make a bot and then that's going to be something that can okay, happen. Okay, so what's a bot? Because no matter what happens, it's something digital. So, 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 so not everybody okay. knows what a bot is. So explain what a bot, what a bot is and how they work. So a bot is basically an algorithm. It's, it's computer tech and it allows you to basically go behind the firewall that sits on, on an online raffle before it releases and then from there you can allocate into your basket and then once something drops the bot will buy it instant. Set your credit card up on the bot, ask for 200 units of one certain shoe, and then when it drops, it will try to buy as many as possible in the space of 0.3 seconds is usually the average of a bot. If you've got one of them super bots, which cost thousands, you can get in like 0.1. More time than not, you won't get your 200 units, but you'll get about 50. And you can do it across a lot of sizes, so you basically have made a pre-order on a shoe. Beforehand, bot success rates were about 90%, maybe mm. 95%. Nowadays, bots are fighting other bots because everybody has a bot because everybody sells a bot. So <laughs> you're you're basically you're basically in robot wars over shoes. That's so funny, Shaq. Yeah, literally yesterday, one of my boys says because obviously um, recently, even Shaq, you hit me up about the purple dunks because I was kind of interested in them, and he was like, "Yeah, the, your, one of your brothers was selling it for like what one fifty, which is like what a markup of like sixty bar." I know people who are yeah. set, like the um, the Yeezy the Yeezy three fifty um, bone. They came out like a week and a bit ago. Um, they're obviously now Yeezy are up their price. So those are two hundred pounds. I've bought a pair. Mm. I'm just waiting for it to come to me for two twenty. My boy sold a pair for two twenty. That's a twenty pound profit. So my boy was like, listen, my boy said, listen, fam, the new hustle is to sell bots. Fuck selling the trainers. <laughs> I'm trying to sell bots. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know what? It's, it's interesting you say that, that the profit was only £20. But you have to remember, like, then, then it comes down to a number of units. So now what happens is yeah. you see these kids, who, they'll go into a store and they'll just buy, like, 15 pairs of Air Jordan 1 mids. Because if you as a normal customer can't get the shoe from a Foot Locker or a JD Sports, yeah, then you have, to turn to, you have to turn to online. And if I can make a £20 profit, which is nothing, but I have... 20 units yeah, that's 400 pounds yeah but I'm talking about some man because obviously, obviously that's the people that are have the ability or accessibility shall I say to get multiple pairs some people are, a lot of my friends they, they don't really get multiple pairs they might get one or two but before mm. the flip for certain trainers might be 80 pound minimum might be 100 like what the tra- was in, is it the Travis Scott's that are going for like a bag sign like you can make very very good flips but yeah. like on, before on a Yeezy you can make a, you can make a good 100 pounds do you know what I mean? You get them from like 180. No, before they use it, you, if, if you when they drop, so you could make about 850. Mm. On the on the 700s when they no 750s when they came out, you could have made around about 1,200 for the all black ones. Mad. There was always I mean, but but because remember, more people are reselling now, it's gone down. Yeah, I remember the. I think this is the shoe that started reselling the Red Octobers. Yeah, 100%. Red Yeezys when when Carly was with Nike. 100%. I remember, I remember being at uni. 
and leaving my room to go to the kitchen to fry plantain. And by the time I came back, like 20 minutes later, Twitter was on fire and the shoe had sold out. And someone in my dorm, someone in my block at uni, uh, was lucky enough to get a pair and resold them for £5,000. Mad. £5,000 while you were at uni back then, he was basically... Hey, fam, that's, that's, that's basically winning the Euro Millions. If you had five exactly. bags at uni, <laughs> yeah. you won the Euro Millions, cuz. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. that was pretty I much think, the shoe that started. I think, I think that's what started on a higher high scale. Like, before, Air Forces used to resell, almost, like, back in, like, eight, in the 80s. Like, because you couldn't find him anywhere, especially mm. after, well, even in the early thousands when after Fat Joe licked the bottom of the shoe. And you know, <laughs> oh, the Bolicas, like, all that started a big sneak culture and people wanted to buy more Air Forces and phone pods and whatnot to wear super baggy jeans or super baggy three quarter lengths, to be exact. But it's like Yeezy Red Octobers changed the entire game. It changed the entire game. You've never seen someone spend five grand on a sneaker. Like, it's impossible. I can't think of a time that someone beforehand would have spent five grand on a pair of shoes. Yeah, mm. as I said. Okay, let's get back to the bots here. So talk on, so you said that now, so obviously, because you're right, because I remember, because I, I'm I'm, I like Depop in it, because some stuff I can't get, like, for example, especially designer haggle. stuff. Yeah, I could just haggle that. So for example, like I got a backpack, right? And I, for every reason, I was almost an R and I didn't get it. We came out of season. That's how designers are, right? But the new season, so it's a Gucci backpack. But the new season, Gucci, they're putting like butterflies and that on the backpack. I'm not rolling around with a bu- backpack with a butterfly on it or a snake, fam. It just doesn't make sense, bro. When it's not Chinese New Year, so I was like, okay, cool. I want to get, I want to get like the original. I mean, the just a plain Gucci Supreme logo. Da, 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 da. So I was able to go on Depop and find it. That's a good thing with Depop. You can, you can find maybe some more vintage stuff or whatever. And it's just a nice place, peer to peer selling. So Depop did a cut call, yeah. So, I remember being on Depop and, like, some people will legit have 50 Yeezys because they had bots. They will literally just clean up. You see, you see them with all the shoeboxes. But now it doesn't seem that way where, like, people can clean up. So, Shaq, um, go, into, go into a bit more about what's happening in the, bo- in the world of bots. Well, it's, it's quite simple. Beforehand, it would be maybe 50 or 100 people had a bot and they won as you said well around about 50 people had a bot and they wanted 100 units of a shoe because that's what they could afford at, at the moment in time right they would then go for the 100 units and then they would get it that would take about take out around about half the units of shoes available then the other people that won the raffle that got lucky would do it and cool now everybody has a bot you see people on instagram selling bots so <laughs> if over a thousand people have a bot and there's only six thousand units of a shoe and each bot gets six they're done it's finished so then what the other people now have to do is that like, you see them walk around the washing bag and the sports that red bag stores sports that red bags around the oxford surface they walk around and try to get the in-store raffles and try and get as many as possible and that's where back doors happen and then they get they get they get their shoes that way as well but you won't get 50 it's very hard for me to say that i can think of a person that's going to get 50 units of a shoe unless you have the serious back doors of certain companies that make you do sports um spikely on instagram um them and there you can get 50 from them but other than that you can't really go ahead and get 50 from a bot anymore because a bot is fucking going to have a bot and who knows what bot's going to win you want another question how much are bots and is the variation in price like uh, impacts like the the ability of the bot 
Yeah. So the, the, yeah, there's there's it's like how how good is a hacker? You can get a hacker that can break into someone's Facebook, or you can have find someone who can break into WikiLeaks. Mm. Like it's 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 levels to it. So how good is the hacker? How good is the firewall protection that you're going against? And how quick will it be in its purchase? That's down to the bot that you buy. So then that also increases the price. But then the problem that everyone's going to have is, as your boy said, you want to sell bots. I'm never going to not sell a bot. That. 150 bots and then I can sell all 150 of those bots but I know for a fact that none of them are guaranteed only about 30 of them will win mm. but I've still sold 150 you've got the bot there if you didn't win that's on you now yeah, you might have not sell it up one so literally I can sell a, a bot thousand pounds if I need to some some people sell it for 150 you're getting a bot for 150 pounds good luck but yeah <laughs> that's that's the reality of it like there's no actual Shaq, what are you, who's, no who's, who's you in saying in the future? Who's saying in the future that somebody spent two fifty in a bot to only make sixty pound profit? Yeah, facts. Some people spend money on a bot to not break even. That's mad. It's facts. Yeah, it's because a, the bot the game is expensive, and let's not pay for the shoe. Let's not forget you're paying the. So let's say you're going to go for uh, Jordan fours. You're going to pay two fifty for the bot. Then you're going to pay one sixty five for the shoe. Let's say you two. You, you've got you've paid about three hundred and twenty pound for a shoe, two fifty four bot. That um, gives you what five seventy. And if that if one shoe sells for three hundred, and then the other shoe sells for three hundred, you've just made twenty five pounds. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, and you you haven't even added in like uh, shipping fee, handling fee on some of these oh. apps that they have. Then you have like you know, certain apps like StockX or eBay will take ten percent as a prop, like take ten percent mm-hmm. off the top. So mm-hmm. now, if you sold it by hand, having... you got to travel and pay exactly. CFL. Yeah, exactly. Or even if you even if you did like a whole PayPal thing, you still have to ship it, fam. You still have to go to the post office. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you, and if the person's and like even, me, even PayPal take three percent. Yeah, and if the person's like me, bro, yep. don't be shipping to me if it's not first class delivery, my guy. I want that shit. <laughs> I, listen, if I listen, see, I'm I'm the I worst. I want it tomorrow. I'm the worst. If I paid you yeah, at eleven a.m. on a Saturday, I want it by eleven o one on Saturday, bro. You better instant transmission me from fucking books, bro. <laughs> Man, you motherfuckers, you bitch ass seller. You reseller, you motherfucker, you This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Do you know what? It's so funny, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a reality, though. No, I'm saying that's a reality of even the common reseller because the ones that walk around all day with the washing bags, they spend 24 hours on road waiting for a shoe to drop. And if nothing drops, you have to pay travel to come to central London outside. And your you time is expensive because you could use that time doing something else. Exactly. But you made £50 on a pair of boots. So you made £200 a day. Big man, go work retail. It's it's so funny. It's so funny. You see like a 
a lot of guys I know, yeah, who are, um, let's say, I don't know, I don't know, they're not the most law-abiding or citizens. And, and it's got to a point where they're like, listen, I can't lie, I'm going to start, I'm going to start robbing resellers, yeah. And that's how I know the, the reseller thing has started to aggravate everybody, right? So we had this debate in a group chat, um, like maybe a week or two ago. And Greg, you were like, you don't give a, you don't give a, you don't give a beep about people complaining about um, the reselling culture and, and the secondary market. So go into that a bit more. I don't because because people act as if it's exclusive to shoes. This is just how everything life Rolexes, works. cars, yeah. fashion, Ro- Rolexes, stuff. you know, uh, high high end, you know, luxury cars, Ferraris, and so on and so forth. Like, if this dude wants to buy a, a Ferrari tomorrow, you can't just walk into the Ferrari dealership and buy a car. No, Ferrari is going to limit the number of you know the Ferrari F fifty or whatever, and it's going to be exclusive. Uh, you know, people are, are older generations collected stamps. You know, and and resold stamps to you know other stamp collectors. People uh, buy and sell you know uh, top Trump cards and sports cards. You know, this look at my Tom Brady rookie card from nineteen you know ninety two or whatever. Like, it's not exclusive to just trainers. So you know, every every Saturday morning you go on Twitter and Instagram and see people complaining and posting their L's, but they don't really care. They don't really care. They took the loss. That, that's 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 my opinion. You know. Buying, buying and selling stuff. You know, people buy and sell uh, precious metals, um, just everything. So this is not something that's exclusive to, to shoes. It's just the difference is that shoes, you know, Nike shoes, Adidas shoes, whatever, is accessible to everyone. Not everybody can drop 30, 40 bags on a Rolex watch and try and resell it. So, you know, these companies, Nike, Adidas and whatnot, they're going to catch the heat for it, but they're not doing anything different from any other company, really. Oh, you know what? I'll say it's a little bit of a difference, though. Because Ferrari don't raffle their product. They don't They don't raffle like, their product, but it's extremely limited. I hear that, but then, like, I mostly use, like, even, uh, an auction, maybe. But then it's like, if you're not rich enough, you can't buy it, like, cool. But at least it's accessible to the mass. Like, if you have a, a, a Daytona Rolex that everybody wants, and it's, like, it's from 2006, and it's gone up in price and whatnot the only difference is not everybody can buy it but at least they will auction it they won't just say here enter raffle and maybe you might win it and pay the price that you have to like that's the only difference it's, it's, it's true but even with that like if you if you even if you have the money to buy a rolex watch you have to have like a good relationship with your authorized dealer and you have to be put on a waiting list and so on and so forth so it's not just it's not just oh I've got a okay, let me just go yeah. and buy a rolex i'll have it tomorrow kind of thing there's still a process and a, and a waiting you know, thing to go through. Um, yeah, but at, no, at the end of the day, you have to look at it from the you have to look at it from the from the point of view of the company. If you even if it's just one person, if one person is getting shot over a pair of shoes, then what else can they do? They can't continue to do in-store raffles or in-store launches with the same frequency. So they have to do something. And to me, it's the most fair way of trying to distribute this product. So. Is your stock between a rock and a hard place kind of thing? No, I, 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 do, yeah, no, I, I do. I do agree with the philosophy there because at the end of the day, I believe if I have a company, I should be able to determine. Like, I shouldn't be by force have to sell five hundred thousand units if I don't want to, especially if it's not benefiting me. Because I'm, I'm a business. Because yeah, I might love my product or my design. I have a vision, but also to benefit, especially companies like Nike. Like, it's not just the profits; they also pay employees. There's people that count on night to get so i can't be understand it from that perspective the way i feel like it's a bit nasty is because you guys were perfect you guys had the perfect examples of like like ferrari like even now like the waiting list for a lamborghini urus 
it's so bad. <laughs> it's so yeah. bad that secondhand Euruses cost more than buying it new because that's yeah. the only way you're going to get. It's the same thing with a Birkin bag because the level of exclusivity, people will pay 15 grand for seven grand bags and it's the same with Rolexes. Yeah. Um, to, to get to... Like people think you could just go in and get like a sky dweller. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, if you've never bought a Rolex before, once they release their what's less than they got 10,000, 10, they're gonna go to all the people that have bought a couple of watches first before. But where I think is a tad, where I think, well, I kind of see why the reaction is different is because Mike and Adidas have always they've not been they've not been luxury goods, they have their luxury lines like Adidas got the, the wire y3 and stuff, but more often than not, these are not like incredible luxury goods, they're fairly accessible goods in price, especially when historically they have been accessible like no one had to enter a raffle to get air max 90s that's insane <laughs> like if you look at it historically so and i think the way it is i think it's because people know that it's not fully meritocracy like we've all entered this raffle and then if benga wins and sandra doesn't it is what it is they know that people are buying bots and i think that's what's rattling people like it's a fact that but that's not the that's it's, not it, the fault of yeah. I, think, I would say two things. Number one, that's not the fault of the company. That's just you know that's that's something else. And then number two is it depends on the. Uh, it, so let, let's take Nike for an example, right? If they put their Air Max ninety, for example, on the sneakers app, then people will look at that and say, well, that's Nike's fault, and so on and so forth. But the Nike may have a brand story for that year. Maybe it's like the the twentieth mm. anniversary or thirtieth anniversary of that shoe. So you have exactly. So you have to kind of hype up the product. And then the thing that is a double-edged sword about products and sneakers and whatnot is people want the product because it's um, because it's limited. Yeah. But then they get annoyed when they can't buy it, and it's like, bro, bro the, the sneaker is limited. What do you think limited meant? Like, <laughs> so when you, when you when you can look at a shoe and say, let's just take a number like a hundred thousand units because it's a nice round number. Like I would go as far as to say 80, 85, 90,000 people trying to buy that shoe. Uh, are buying it because it's limited. They're not buying it yep. really because of the love for the shoe. Now, you are going to have some people that buy that shoe because they genuinely like that shoe, but this is what drives, you know, the the, the, the demand for a product. So, it's double-sorted. Like I mentioned before with the, uh, with the Harachis, the another example is with the, uh, with the Cortez. You know, during the end of the E days, everybody was banging Cortez, but no one was Cortez anymore. That's because nope. Nike just kept flooding the streets with Cortez. And now people are like, well, I don't want this shoe anymore. And it's just sitting on shelves. You can walk into into JD Sports tomorrow and buy a, a, a pair of Cortez. I'll so be damned if I ever it, it's a, a double edged sword. So, yeah. I'll be damned if I ever wore a pair of Cortez. I proper hate those shoes. <laughs> I hate those shoes. No, but you know, you know, the thing is, is like what Paul saying, right, is also very true. Because it's like when people say, like, oh, why don't they just make more shoes? Well, why don't we just print more money? Like, it's the same yeah. thing. It's, not, it's stupid. Because the reason you want the shoe is because you can't get the shoe anywhere else. But in the second they make a shoe that's got 500,000 units, you let it sit on shelves because it's going to say everybody has it. You want the shoe to flex. Then you have the other people that cry about things because they're silly so for example the jordan one deals that came out right mm-hmm. an amazing an amazing concept that they have because yeah, they said the only in deal and they would do they'll drop a couple of not that they were like not gonna lie to you it's fine right but you're gonna pay a thousand six hundred pounds for the shoe how many of you can actually afford to pay a thousand six hundred pounds for a pair of sneakers because it's still a pair of sneakers mm. you're all crying and you're saying oh the reason is ruined this and blah blah but you wanted to buy the shoe because you want you wanted to resell it Facts. so you're crying about the reason but you want to be a reseller you're crying because you didn't get these uh, these you 
and fours because you wanted the four bills profit. You didn't get the Travis ones. You weren't going to wear them. You wanted the profit because let's be grand on top. You're going to give them to me. So can you see it? Half the people that actually cry about not getting shoes is because they're not able to actually sell them. That's the difference. The resellers are better reselling than them. Nothing the facts behind it because everyone on depop that you see they're not really resellers they're just common folk that actually won a raffle luckily you rarely see, this, yeah. see someone yeah. wear it wear something that they won so then don't cry about not getting it <laughs> like, it's silly there's a there's a there's a kind of notional narrative that like i don't know like retailers are small section of people that are just dominating the sneaker industry i was in the gym like last week and two of the personal trainers stopped their session at like seven in the morning so they could buy a pair of yeezys and and try and resell it for like I'm, 30 40 pound more like, resellers are just the normal average person is trying to resell and trying to make 40 pound more <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like do you want to know a fun fact as to why you're get, getting more w's on, on the ideas confirmed app because people like you, Disu, are able to buy a pair of Yeezys for £20 on top. Am I really going to go and waste more money on £20? Nah, you know what? More people are saying, I'm not going to wake up in the morning to go and win £20, but I'll just wait for sneakers up to drop and try and get the Jordan 1, this, this, Georgetown or whatever, because I can make £100. So because people aren't seeing a demand for resale in, in Yeezys now, which is what Adidas, well, what, which is what Kanye, yeah, what Kanye wanted, said from respectfully, the time. That, that's, yep. that's what he said from time and that's what he wanted now everybody can get their shoe because there's no reset on it because it's not a shoe that's in demand how many people really want a pair of 350s only people that had 50s before like really and truly so now if you want it the second the, the demand for it it's not, not your favourite rappers aren't wearing Yeezys 24-7 whatnot. it's not the hype everyone wants Dunks and Jordan 1s and Jordan 4s and Jordan 6s like that's that's the reality behind it so that's a, that's what you're all crying about. You're you're crying about not being able to get. Do you know how much the thing a, that you can resell? Do you know how much the Dunks things rattle me? Because I'm like, Dunks were like one of my first favorite Nikes, right? Because obviously I like the I like the um, Air Max nineties. They were my favorite Nikes initially, but fam, they were ninety pounds. Yeah, so when you're 15, 16, 90 pounds is hella piece. Yeah, so yeah. so I was just getting harassed. But when the Dunks dropped, I remember my first ever pair of Dunks. They were like all black with a white tick and I think a white sole. So I was big in, I was so into dunks. So like when our dunks were like coming back in, I was like, oh shit, this is lit. But because I've been back in time where dunks were super accessible and they're like 45, 50 quid, to see dunks, certain dunks reselling, like um, the, I don't, I, I hate the names that they give them, but I can't be honest, I just like calling them by the Panda. Panda. Panda, No, the green, the, the, the green and white ones, the Nigeria colors, yeah? The, the fact yeah, yeah, that yeah. those are 340 in my size, when they are 89.99 in the store, is absolutely crazy to me. Yeah. Like, I still yeah. can't, obviously, yeah, I, know, see, I, 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 I know it's demand and supply, so, I, I study economics. I understand the reason why is the yeah. actuality that is spinning me because I'm still seeing these trainers as, for, even the fact that they're 80 pounds is still mad to me, but cool. It's just, it's, I find it so fascinating and it's literally because of the hype. It's literally because of the hype because not even in a snobby way, yeah, but like, I'm seeing people wear trainers. Like I'm like, I know for a fact, 18 months ago, you'll never bought these trainers. And even the way you're dropping these trainers shows me you bought these because, and I just want to know where, I know it came stem from social media, but when did this, what point in time 
because we know Red October is where the reselling things switch, but that was kind of more people who are really into trainers and then a certain type of hype beast. I feel like we've got way more hype beasts than ever now, or am I off? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I can give you some history of Jordan 1 mids and dunks. They both eclipse at the same time, right? So Jordan 1 highs is what everybody wears. That's what should wear. If you're wearing mids, you're a madman. It's fine. Um, <laughs> hey, speak, speak, speak on the mids, please. Because every time you speak on mids, I die. But yeah, go on, speak on Jordan, Jordan so, 1 no, mids. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. Talk mids. We're talking mids. So Jordan One highs is what everyone wears. That's what you call a Jordan One. Okay? You didn't. You couldn't walk around America in mids and be comfortable. You'd get clowned. So what happens is you make things accessible for people that aren't able to get what they can. It's the same way like BMW might have their IA, but then they also have their B up cars because you know some people just want to buy drive a BMW, but they're not going to be able to afford an IA. Hundreds. So you have Jordan ones there that he you can't release them. What happened is everybody couldn't get Jordan ones, but everybody wants to look like they're wearing Jordan ones. And the UK is so far behind that they just say, you know what, let's just buy mids because they're accessible. So then everyone was just buying mids. I remember they got the black and orange ones, and they had, had the the greys and this and this and this. But your tongue, the, the tongue on your shoe is longer than your actual shoe. Deep it. This is like we corn mids in sneaker. Culture. You don't wear mids as culture, like you know what I'm saying. But people here don't actually care about this culture because it's called hype. They're hype beasts. So to them, Jordan One is Jordan One, whether it's mid, high, low. Then dunks also happen. So dunks in 2016, well 2015, it was a nothing shoe. And 16 until you saw Tyler the Creator and ASAP Rocky wear a pair with some cargo pants. And now what is the main trend? Cargo pants, dunks. And then once that skater boy look started coming through. The Tylers, the ASAPs, and all that stuff. Once the skater look became a thing, and if I'm honest, I'll, I'll put it to an area. Once the skater boy look came to Shoreditch, <laughs> it was a rap, a rap. So now everybody wants a pair of dunks, and dunks look just like Jordan 1 because the, the toe box is the same as the Jordan 1, but the back is the Terminator. But it's like um, everybody wants a dunk because of that, so then the hype came around it. But usually, you, you've got people like me that look at it and say, there's a dunk on the wall. Who cares? But then people are saying, oh, but this looks like I can wear it with this. And then Instagram says I can wear it with this and I'm going to pull it together. There's your hype. Jordan 1 mids was the same thing. Oh my God, I can't win the Jordan 1. So they dropped a Jordan 1 mid in the same colorway. Let me just put my put, put, put my shoe over it. I'm going to wear baggy, baggy split pants at the bottom with the parachuting. And then it can cover the toes so you think it's a Jordan 1 high. But it's not. We know. Oh, it's something you can see the material, but this is where the hype came from, and just became shameless and wearing both shoes, which is nonsense. But you know, people just think Jordan one is Jordan one, so they can scream twenty um, Jordan year in Instagram. They just buy a pair of mids. Shall I tell you something, Shaq? Yeah, I don't even know that Jordan one mids even existed in it because I saw a pair of because I've never been a really big Jordan fan, so even like Jordan ones, there's certain colors I'll like, but I've never been a massive fan, right? So I saw a pair like the colorways, so I think I dropped it, and then I think it was Kanye was like, No, 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 this you can't be wearing mids. I was like, What's a mid? Because can't. no, but I didn't even know what mid was because all I know is highs and lows, bro. And then he said, No, these are mids, like they're mid top. I said, A what? I said, Oh, yeah. what? I could not believe that they created. A mid top, that's crazy. It's, it's for the right reasons, though. It's, no, no, it's, it's, so it's, that it's, Jordan it's, it's, accessible. it's incredibly you know? smart, incredibly yeah. smart. Says, but, but now, when I see them the in people. the shops, they just look weird to me personally. Like, are you a high top oh, or yeah, the top? Good, <laughs> Maybe no, not. There's, there's no, <laughs> there's, there's no low top, either, bro. We shouldn't be wearing them, even, man. 
should be wearing those tops either. But yeah, but you see, no, no, Shaq, Shaq, Shaq mentioned something quite uh, interesting or important there in regards to your question, Disu, about hypebeast culture. He said, uh, all the name, the rappers you mentioned, Tyler the Creator and Travis yeah, Scott, were wearing such a, yeah, 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 yeah we're yeah. wearing X O Y Z. That's what that's what you're seeing now. So with the rise of social media over the last, you know, five six years, you have now anything a celebrity wears is pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Analyze pictures taken and you can see it on, on a drip page somewhere. So now people are copying celebrities now. People have always copied celebrities, but before there was a, there was more of a disconnect between you as the average person and what a celebrity was wearing. Mm. Whereas now you have entire Instagram pages and so on and so forth dedicated to, you know what I'm saying? This is what Drake is wearing. This is what Travis Scott is wearing. And the brands now, like look at Jordan Brand over the last five years. They're teaming up with PSG. They're teaming up with... Uh, Drake, they're teaming up with Travis Scott because mm-hmm. these are the, you know what I'm saying, these are the current people um, and uh, what was the other thing I was going to say um, and yeah, people are just copying the celebrities and then it's, it's it's all intertwined isn't it, so the companies are feeding off of the celebrities, the celebrities drive the, the hype beast culture and then the consumers want to buy into what is popular It is so uh, crazy it is so Greg, do you have any stats? I remember you mentioned stats pre-pod. I can't remember if you dropped any in the pod so far. You know what? I haven't. But um, in terms of just how big the market is, like there's a there's a video on YouTube called The Secret Sneaker Market mm-hmm. and Why It Matters by a guy called Josh Luber in 2015. This guy is the co-founder and current CEO of StockX. So for those of you, for those listening that don't know, StockX is basically it's an app where you go to sell uh, shoes, trainers, sneakers, watches, handbags, and whatever. It's basically the stock market for for for, th- for things, for items, right? Um, in terms of how big like the um, the, the resale market is, ninety six percent. Or this is from twenty fifteen. He estimated that ninety six percent of shoes resold on the resale market were Nikes. Uh, Sketches net income. So Sketches mm-hmm. was the number two, uh, number two sneakers company in the world. This is back in 2015. Uh, was 209 million, and uh, the the latest estimate in 2015 for resold Nikes on the resale market was 380 million. Jesus. So resellers, resellers are essentially a bigger market. Reset, the, the reven- yeah, the revenue of resellers was essentially twice as much as Nike's biggest competition. Like that's mm-hmm. the size. Of, that's the size of the resale market we're talking. StockX, um, as I mentioned, is an app where you can go and resell things. Um, they had 400 million in revenue last year, and they are rumored to IPO soon, uh, which means go public, be a publicly traded company, you know, like Apple, Google, or whatever. And their valuation is is 3.8 billion. Mad. So like Indeed. this is the size of the market that you're talking now, and this is something that's grown essentially like what over the last. Not even ten years, like six, seven years. It's actually mad. yeah. So like the, go on, go on, Shaq. Recently, it's been, it's been, no, I was gonna say like yeah, it's been popping for about seven, and then look at how big the market blew. Mm. All of the train. Stop for some kicks. It's actually mad. Yeah. It's actually mad. Okay, cool. To round up, so where do you guys see things going with the drop culture? Do you think it's gonna keep on going at the same rate? Do you think it's gonna tail off? Nah, it will, it will continue, man. <laughs> I, I, it was just just, a, it just a few days ago. Just a few days ago, I, I put it. I put it in in our group that the um, cool grays. Nike released a statement. Yeah, Nike released a statement saying the Air Jordan Eleven Cool Grays that came out in December three months ago was their biggest sneaker release ever. So, <laughs> you know, Nike yeah. is, is not slowing down, and I'm and I tried to I tried to buy a pair of sneakers app, and I couldn't even get it. 
So there's there's still room to grow. So these companies, people say, well, Nike should just make more units. They are, but the hype is growing faster than they can make more units. So, you know, Nike mm-hmm. will continue to be profitable. Drake will continue to wear whatever he wears, and people will continue to go and buy these shoes to either wear, to stunt, or to resell and make money. Shall I tell you quickly, randomly, yep. yeah? I understand Pharrell. I understand ASAP. Tyler created a certain level. Pusha T. I have no idea why people, and I'm a massive Drake fan, why people are looking at Drake and wanting to wear what he's on his foot. That's mad to me. <laughs> That's mad to me. Like Kanye, ASAP, man gets it. Do you know what I mean? Drake. Nah. The, the, sneaker, the sneaker one fucked. <laughs> the sneaker one fucked. This is a, this is a, it's a popularity <laughs> war, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So what happened? What happened? Yep. If, what happened if what, yep. there's going to be Adele colorways for for Jordans, and then we everybody's going to buy them? The, 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 no, but she, she ain't got that kind of fan base. She ain't got that kind of fan base, though. You know, oh, she ain't man. got that kind of base. For me, um, pay the what Greg said. I think the sleep culture is going to go into the mud, um, and I kind of hope it does. Like it's, it's one of them ones. It's, it's, it's got. <laughs> it is like so. What Greg said about like, the cool grades is facts. It's the biggest use they ever done. But what people will say is that they didn't get a pair like Greg. But then where people also ruin it is like, oh, I've entered into a raffle on my phone, my girlfriend's phone, my little sisters, my second cousins, and my mum's and my dad's, and even my cousin there, so I can have a chance to win one. But now I've won four. But then you've taken away three shoes from somebody else that also just wants a chance to win the shoe. So if you all actually just act respectfully, you actually might get a chance to play and win. And then that's what a raffle's for, the chance for you to win. You don't go into bingo and expect to win the hundred million pound prize. You see if you can, you might have to leave with a Henry the Hoover, bro. Like, that's that's just the life of it. So I think it's gonna go into the mud and what Nike will keep doing and what Adidas will keep doing is making products that you're gonna keep and eating and even new balance now with the five fifties, um what they're going to keep doing is making more and more products in of the same caliber for dirt cheap, put a new color onto it, you're going to buy it, and then you're going to just be wearing the same thing as everybody else. And then, yeah, you're going to keep complaining about the sneakers app, the sneakers app but the life. Bye. Well, life. you two and Elite Pods giving me so much information. Um, people, let me know what you think. Um, are you a reseller? Or are you like me? You just enter raffles because you just want to win, trainers. Um, and people tell me, and people tell me no L's so we can, uh, so I can share them. I, I love looking at people's L's. To be fair, I used to actually make such a big deal of like waking up early so I could see people complain about the L's. Up until I took the L for the wave runners, and I was like, oh shit, karma got me. <laughs> but my boy patted me, so haha, I'm back to laughing again. But yeah. Boys, <laughs> boys, thank you. You've been a great. You've been great. No worries, man. Thank you for having me. Anytime, bro. Thank you, man. Sports Social Podcast Network.